Hi, this is Simi Lerner, and welcome back to the podcast. This week's discussion from the viewpoint of Rabbi Shamshan Rafael Hirsch is going to be relevant on two levels. One, it's going to be speaking about Shavuos, the festival that's coming up at the end of the week. And the topic is one that is so relevant in orientating ourselves towards what Judaism is asking of us. And Rav Hirsch's way of approaching this idea is radical, but at the same time, like all of Rav Hirsch's teachings, it becomes practical, it becomes directly meaningful. What I'm talking about is the idea of worship. Now, this is an idea that we often speak about as religious people. People go to the place of worship, they serve God, this sort of language we're used to. And in Rav Hirsch's discussion around Shavuos, he takes the microscope and he focuses in on this term and asks us, yes, we're used to using this sort of language, but might that be because we are drawing a parallel with other religious systems, with other religious worldviews? A religion, as it's generally used, that term, maybe doesn't apply to Judaism in the classical sense. And that is what he does. He takes this idea of worship and says, well, how does a Jew relate to this idea? Do we worship God? And if we do, how do we do it? And how is it different than other people do it? And how, once we've understood this, does it become powerfully meaningful? But also, it will become relevant in a contemporary way. Since the pandemic, when all shuls and synagogues had to close, there was a quote that was going around WhatsApp and different social media areas amongst religious people. There was a quote of Rav Hirsch, a quote that went along the lines of that he would close all shuls for a hundred years to force people to orient their religious experience in the home. And it was often not understood what he was trying to say with that. There was often a lack of context, a lack of an appreciation of how powerful that phrase was and how radical it was, but how important at the same time it was. And hopefully this discussion will bring light to that quote, bring light to that idea, and why it is both so relevant and so important. It's actually interesting why this conversation comes about on Shavuos, because Rav Hirsch asks us a very simple question. Why is there no symbolic representation of this festival? Because when it comes to Pesach, you have your matzah, you have your moror. When it comes to sukkahs, you have your, your sukkah, your lulav, your esrog. We always have objects, we always have symbols to orientate, anchor our view, to make it relevant, to be able to impact it in our lives by demonstrating out in like a symbolic drama. But when it comes to Shavuos, it's one day, not seven days, it's a day. And there's no, there's no, there's no meaningful anchor to sort of latch onto. This is where Rav Hirsch begins the conversation. He says Shavuos is commemorating the giving of the law, the Torah, to the Jewish people, written and oral. And this day represents the entirety of the Jewish mission. And like the Jewish mission itself, like the Torah, he says this is a unique phenomena. A unique phenomena in human history, a time where a people received a law that transcended the people that received it. What does he mean by this? that every culture, every religious system stays in line with the culture that it springs from. If it is an artistic culture, the religion will be artistic. If it is a violent culture, take the Assyrians, their gods were gods of war. And when they lost wars, well, their gods kind of died for them as well. But every religion mirrors the culture. But when it came to Judaism, the people never lived up to the demands of the Torah. They never lived up to the demands of the Torah in a way that showed that it came from them. Best demonstration of this are the parashas that we are reading in synagogue today. We see the Jewish people 
after they received the Torah from God, they constantly backslide. The story of Tanakh is a story of how we never quite lived up to those demands. And rather than it being a point of embarrassment for the Jewish people that our ancestors weren't perfect, for Rav Hirsch it is a demonstration that it's true, that it's real. It's not a phenomena that emerged from the people by way of their expression of what they thought, that it came from outside. And this, Rav Hirsch says, shows the uniqueness of the Torah in a very relevant way. He then goes on to other topics that demonstrate the uniqueness of the Torah system. And amongst other topics, he talks about worship. So to recap this first idea, Shavuos, no symbol to demonstrate the uniqueness of the phenomena being discussed, the Torah being a unique phenomena, thereby to anchor it to any object, to give it any extensive amount of time, even though that might be what you thought it should do. To illustrate this uniqueness, the Torah gives us but one day, and no symbol to anchor it. So let's break this idea down. Worship. What do we mean by that? When a person says you serve God, what do we mean? Now, we have a tendency to relate our religious experience to synagogue. It's where people pray. The outward sign of devotion and piety is what draws our attention as that person being a holy man. We see him deeply engrossed in prayer, and we see that as an outward sign of piety, and something that we should draw ourselves close to, because that is an expression of a holy man. So we have the man. But Rav Hirsch asks us to sort of focus in closer, to raise the magnification on him. Well, what is he doing? Well, he is making a sacrifice. His time, his emotions, his words, his concentration, he is, he is giving them all to God. And through this, he is living out his religious world, his religious experience in divine worship. This is what the individual, the religious man is doing. Now Rav Hirsch tells us to take a step back. That is not Judaism. Yes, we have the idea of tefillah, but that is not divine worship in how I just described. A Jew goes to synagogue, a Jew goes to shul, not to live out his religious experience, not to be religious per se. He goes to synagogue to pray. And even the term prayer has nothing to do with what you're doing to God per se. Lehit palel, it's in the reflexive, an idea we've mentioned many times. The idea that prayer is on the self. Whatever you're doing, you're not offering it to God. You're doing it to yourself. You're imbuing ideas into yourself. You're saying over ideas and see how you relate to them. The word palal means to judge. You self-judge. Lehit palel. You self-see the self standing there, and you have ideas and words and the words of the tefillah from our sages, and you see how you relate to them how you stand up to them. That is what a Jew is doing in synagogue. This outward appearance may come along for the ride, but it isn't the religious experience. It isn't the religious role of the Jew. The religious role of the Jew takes place when he leaves synagogue, takes place when he walks out in the street, takes place when he's in his business life. So the first idea, the idea that you are offering something to the Godhead through your emotional and devout experience in temple, Rav Hirsch takes a step away from. That's not what we're doing in prayer. The way Rav Hirsch puts it, a Jew's sacrifice is how he lives out his life. Times where you have to curtail or curb aspects of your character that you know are not in line with the person you know you should be. That is the sacrifice the Jew is making to the world. That is the sacrifice he is making as part of his religious experience. 
Not as it's classically understood that you sacrifice your time, your emotions, and your energy in prayers of psalms and hymns. That isn't the sacrifice of the Jew. The prayer we do in synagogue should imbue us with the character, with the energy to live out our daily lives. And that is where a Jew lives out his religious experience. Not in the synagogue. As Rav Hirsch says, the idea of a shul was a late addition in Judaism. And until recent times, we used to call it a shula, which is, means school, shul, from the word shula. It is a school where you learn how to best live out your religious life. So when Rav Hirsch said that he would close all shuls, it's because he would force people to stop orientating their religious life in their synagogue. Yes, the closing of synagogues is a tragedy, but it isn't a tragedy because we now have no locus for our religious experience. No, it means we have to reorientate ourselves in how we're going to build up the enthusiasm, build up the character to live out our religious lives. The closing of a shul doesn't mean the end of the Jewish religious experience. The Jewish religious task, the Jewish religious mission takes place in daily life with your family. Living life with your wife and children, that is where you live out your religious life. The home, that is where it takes place. A Jew's world takes place in his home. So just to recap this first point, the idea of a shul closing, the idea that Rav Hirsch said he would close all shuls. Why? Because there is a danger. There is such a danger that we feel that we're being so religious when we're in synagogue. We feel we're praying with such devotion. We can go down the road, the misconception, the dangerous path of thinking this is where our religious world is taking place. This is our religious task. I went to synagogue. I prayed well. I went to the minion. Yes, but you've kind of missed the point if you think that is where a Jew lives out his religious task. You've kind of missed the point if you think that is where a Jew lives out that mission he God gave to Avram Avinu in that very first encounter. That mission takes place in the world. That mission starts in your home and then lives out to the world. Yes, we go to synagogue. Yes, it is essential that we build up that character, that we reflect on who we are and who we are supposed to be and how we are now in relation to who we want to be and then go out into the world to live that out. That is what Judaism calls upon us. And a dangerous world waits for us if we miss that mark, we miss that message and mistake the preparation for the goal itself. Thank you very much for listening. Have a wonderful Shavuos and a wonderful Shabbos.